Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork Happened This Week podcast in association with Viper Goldgibbon. However, none of us really know where Carl's gone to, so he still sponsors the podcast, but we haven't seen him for a while. So Carl, if you are listening, hope you're right, mate. Um, but we've got pretty much everyone else has joined us for once. Um, first and foremost, Scott, how are you doing? Are you all right? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. Um, I've recovered from my football team yesterday, slightly. Um by signing loads of basically people in the SPL, sorry, Scottish Premiership. Um, Connor, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Just getting by like normal. I'm sure people are interested, but how's the little man? He's doing well. He's improving every day. His numbers are starting to go up slightly. Um, Chemotherapy's been rough, but we're getting there. Class. Good. Awesome. Ian, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah, same as always. Uh, you know, hard work and uh, you know, a little bit of play as well, but yeah, doing fine. Do you know I don't this is gonna offend you here. I know I'm gonna offend you, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. But in that light, people won't be able to see this, but in, in the light of Ian's recent camera, which has gone a little bit grey than usual, you've got the look of David Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure your COVID test was negative and your eyes are not affected by it? <laughs> That's quite an insult, to be fair. <laughs> it's just the whole greyness of it. And then joining us late, he's been having a bit of internet issues, so you might actually come on here. You might not. It's going to be Jack. Uh, is Jack on? Jack, are you with us? Hang on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Jack, are you with Drum us? Roll. Is he with us? Hello. How's it going? Oh, there he is. Jack, Jack, how are you doing? Are you all right? Aye, aye. Not so bad. Not so bad. We thought you'd die. Sorry about that, lads. <laughs> I thought you died. So as long as you haven't died, it's fine. Oh, no, I'm um, sorry. Technical difficulties, I think it's called. <laughs> so we've got a massive, big, full group of people. So we're, going to, we're not going to talk about something too much this week because what's the point? Um, but we will start on a new a new section called the Oh God Sunland of the Week. Um, I'll come to you first, Graham. What was your Oh God Sunland of the Week? Ian. Oh, uh... <laughs> Um, Grant Ledbetter's penalty. So, yeah. So it was saved. He got the rebound. He headed it in, but we'll have to draw the game, don't we? And right. that's just the most sort of Sunderland thing, isn't it? I think for me, <laughs> my my old Sunderland of the week, and I'm probably gonna everyone's gonna have the same opinion here. But it was the Lee Burge running out for the second one, like he like he'd seen someone throwing a cat out a window, like oh ah 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 don't don't <laughs> don't. Um, so that was my oh god Sunland of the week, Jack. Since you've joined us, what was your oh god Sunland of the week moment? I think it was just how predictable the last minute goal was, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? As Sunderland fans, we always see it coming, but like it's it's just so predictable. We're getting deeper and deeper, and it's just how annoying teams that are physical and chop the game up and make it hard for us. And it's just frustrating because I hate playing Gillingham. I hate the, the players. I hate Steve Evans. I mean, he's just a, a joke of a human being. Him, he looks, he makes, he's just horrendous, him, to let yourself get in that shape. But I just hate playing them. But it was just how predictable the goal was. And it just, every time you make a few steps forward and win a few games, it's just like massive just size. And it? it's just frustrating. Just a constant cloud of sadness. Connor, what was your old God Sunland of the week? Mine was the story that the sun broke this morning about the takeover. It's just another saga of the everlasting, never-ending takeover, fakeover. That's what I keep referring to do. Because we still know... We've got the news broke, though, on Christmas Eve night. Like, it was a gift of Christmas that the takeover was going to be done. And yeah, we are end of January, still waiting. It's like... It's like takeover light, isn't it? It's like diet takeover. It's not actually the real thing, but you you like the idea of it. But really, it's just the same thing with someone else at the front, is what it sounds like. But hopefully, we're proven wrong. Hopefully, we'll look back on this in a few weeks and there's egg in our faces. But um, I don't want to linger on something too much because we've got loads of us here today. So I'm going to come to you, I'm going to come to you Scott, for the, the first moment of the week. Uh, actually, no, I'm changing that. I'm going to say, what was your goal of the week? What was your goal of the week? Um. My goal of the week, I've just seen it a while ago, actually, so I've not really seen 
too much football. Well, I've seen a bit of football, but most of it's been nil-nil that I've watched this weekend. Obviously, with Malone all playing. So I seen earlier on Gary Hooper, uh, ex Celtic Norwich fame. Uh, he's now playing in India for Kerala Blasters. Is he where West Brown used to be? And uh, he's absolutely. Check this out. You'll find it on Twitter. So he gets the ball pinged into him about maybe over the top, about 30, 35 yards out. One touch in his chest, volleys it right into the onion bag. What a finish. Like two touches and straight into the, right in the postage stamp. Absolute belter. So um, I can't say I'm an expert in the, the Indian Super League, to be fair, but it was a smashing goal. To be fair, that's a canny career, that, for Gary Hooper. Scunthorpe, Celtic and Kerala Blasters. Has he played for New- Oh, he went to Norwich. Ah. Oh. Was he not in um Bolton as well? Yeah, uh, Russia. Was he at Russia? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, that's did he not have a big no, that's Gary big o- sort of money. Gary O'Connor, I think you're thinking of. Is it not Gary O'Connor? His son's just signed for Hibs or signed a pro contract with Hibs as well. And there was a picture like on Hibs Twitter last week. Check this out as well. And it literally looks like they've Put Gary O'Connor and then photoshopped his face onto a 17-year-old kid. It's like the same face on this young kid. So uh, I checked that one out. That gave me a bit of a laugh as well. Oh, man. Gary O'Connor. That's really going back. Ex-Birmingham City. Um, I think he won the league. I could be wrong. I think he won the league. I'm going to see he did. He did. Um, Jack, what was your uh, goal of the week? Um, oh, I've had a few. I was looking at, but one that happened today was my goal of the week was um, Patrick Bamford's. Oh, you bastard. Um, That's mine as well. Leicester, yeah. Um, <laughs> he just absolutely pinged the top corner. It was just, I love, I love goals like that. I just arrow in. And Schmeichel's diving, but he's getting absolutely nowhere near it. Um, yeah, so kind of long ball in behind. Got on got on the end of it and then just top, top corner, edge of the box, left foot with top corner across Schmeichel. Um, superb goal. When we're talking about Patrick Bamford, do you ever, I can't remember the tune now. Like, now that I'm under pressure, I'm forgetting the tune. But that Middlesbrough fan, on, was it Middlesbrough? Fan TV or something that did the Patrick Bamford chant. What was it again? Oh, I know what you mean, but I can't think of it. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to YouTube it to be honest. It was like Patrick Bamford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to score loads of goals. La la la. It was really bad. But then Leeds fans. Oh, I've got a few Leeds fans here retweeted. Um, oh, it was though. That was my goal of the week. It was just class, and it was typical. Yeah. I'll put him on my bench for the fantasy league because he hadn't scored in about four weeks. So I was like, uh-huh. I'll stick on the bench. Put Dominic Calvert-Lewin in because the mags are rubbish. So Dominic Calvert-Lewin's going to absolutely, yeah. Uh, anyway, schoolboy error, that schoolboy error. Oh, mate, that was the same, isn't it? Connor, what was your goal of the week? Mine was Ebia Eze for Crystal Palace yesterday. Mm. Absolutely sent to Donka for a hot dog, and just took it straight past Rui Patricio, who, who still insists of wearing the number eleven shirt, a goalkeeper, and it drives his mental. <laughs> I have it. I don't like it. The, the one that sticks out for me, remember that period when Khaled Boularouz was number nine for Chelsea and William Gars was number 10? Honestly, I'm not even joking. As a squad number enthusiast, it made us want to puke. Is there anyone that wants to debate the fact that a defender should not be like number nine or 10? Well, Donnarumma, Donnarumma for AC Milan, he's number 99, isn't he? I, I was going to say, the Porto keep as well. What was it, Victor Baye or someone? He used to, he used to wear a strange number as well. Might be 99 is there. Alioski annoys us. He's a left back that wears number 10. Yeah, just uh, wrong. I agree now, with you. I'm, I'm a shirt number enthusiast as well, and it should just be normal. And I, I like wrong. I like Alioski. Like, I like him. He's got Gianni Camero. Like, he's a fun little guy. I like Leeds. Everyone, well, I don't like Leeds. That's a lie. I like watching Leeds play. But, like, number nines and tens, let's just change the entire podcast here. Should defenders ever wear a striker's number? Nah, definitely not. But then I also think that Alyoski looks like a, a cocktail. <laughs> I know it's a bit off topic, but every time I see him, I just think he, he definitely would be a cocktail in a different light. Wait, where's Alyoski from? Macedonia, I think. Oh, I Is he say. Macedonian? Who's the greatest oh, ever? Who's the greatest ever Macedonian player? I feel like Scott's going to know this. Uh, is that you implying that because you think they've probably scored against Scotland and that'll stick in my mind <laughs> some, for some reason? Is that why you think that? Yeah, yeah. I remember Macedonia getting a draw against us. I, I think it was at St. Mary's. No, not St. Mary's, it was. Yeah, um, James had a howler. He did. And Beckham, did, did Beckham lob the keeper? Didn't he score Derek from a corner? Uh, um, um, uh... It was something like that. 
if we're talking about best ever Macedonian players, though, right? Just whilst we're here, so Macedonian for, for people who are really interested, the Macedonian footballers of the year. I've got them. I've weirdly only got them up until like 2014. Um, but it looks all oh, right. It's from the Macedonian league, so that's a bit pointless. Anyway, Pandev, 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 Pandev was. Yeah, about two foot him, wasn't he? With class, he's the only one that I really recognise as Pandev. Where is Pandev these days? He's we're reaching, a very, we're, we're reaching a very wide audience here, Macedonian enthusiasts. <laughs> I don't want anyone to feel left out um, <laughs> at all. I'm genuinely curious as to who would who's the most famous Macedonian? Aristotle. <laughs> Bit. The most famous Macedonian is Aristotle. No, no, no. Alexander. Alexander the Great. Is he Macedonian? Yeah, haha. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, that's not what Google says, Ian. It says Aristotle. No, I'm sure he is. Yeah. And there's a in the history of Macedonia. gone off on a tangent yeah. here, like. Who is well it says here the top three yeah, is Macedonian. Well, Alexander the Great doesn't even make the top three according to Google. Number two is Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. And number three is Muhammad Ali Pasha. I don't know who that is, but so if you want a, a lesson in the history of Macedonia, this is it's quite good. There's even a page called Macedonian Greats, mymacedoniangreats.com. Anyway, I'm actually the sounding. I would say Macedonian and cheese. Can you get Macedonian cheese? I don't know. It just makes sense. Doesn't it? Play on words or macaronian. Is that what he's after? Or? Exactly. That, that, that's what I was aiming for, but it didn't really land. <laughs> nah, I got it, Connor, but it wasn't very good. I'm not going to be. Not going to lie. It's English humour. <laughs> Ian, what was your goal of the week? Yeah, my goal of the week. Is it from a Macedonian <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't think so. So actually, this is from a game that had loads of goals, uh, really, and and some really really good ones. Um, so this is from Brentford 7, Wickham 2. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have gone for... <laughs> I've gone for number seven, scored by Josh De Silva. Lovely goal and uh, a big the welcome to our house from uh, Brentford, I think. Yeah. Welcome to our house. Wickham, Wickham are a bit weird then because like I'd seen I didn't know what the score was yesterday and I've seen this but you know how they've got Uche Piezo up front for Harps right did you see the tweet did like, mental we don't care if some Harps fans booed you because you once slipped but we loved you and I'm like aye mate no bother mate you Harps fans like him like Hart, he scored a couple of goals he wasn't like, the best striker for Harps but obviously living in well, we all live near Edinburgh. We all know Hearts fans. And every Hearts fan I spoke to gone, he scored against Hibs. He wasn't the best striker in the world, but I don't really care that he slipped. So I kind of understand. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Wickham's media. They've done a few mishaps. And I'm, I, you know, it's a hard job. It's a hard job. I do it myself, maybe not at that standard, but it's don't, don't do that, Wickham. Stop it. Stop getting promoted as well when you're eighth. That would be nice if you just uh-huh. stop getting promoted when you were eighth. Not that I'm bitter, but I am. Um, before we move on to um, other stuff, I'll probably throw this one to you first, Jack, because you came up with a... But I absolutely love watching Leeds. And again, was like another example of how class they were. Did you watch the game today, the full game? Yeah, um, I thought they played very, very well. I think the key to what was getting the equaliser straight after Leicester scored. I think Leicester scored and then within a couple of minutes, Leeds were level. And then really, you're looking at it, even at 1-1, you'd think who's more likely to go on and win the game. You probably would have said Leicester. Um, you know, they're flying high this season in Leeds. They're a bit unpredictable, aren't they? You know what I mean? You don't know what you're going to get from them, which is good for a neutral point of view because you turn up, might win 4 0, they might get beat 5 0. Do you know what I mean? But, um, but from then on, Leeds were excellent. I thought they got the ball down and played very, very, very well. I thought Leicester looked a bit toothless up front. I thought they were missing Vardy, they were missing one or two creative players um, in the final third. And I thought Leeds. You know, the, the speed that they attacked as well, the counter-attack for the, the last one, the third goal was excellent. And obviously, Bamford's goal was a brilliant, well-taken goal. So, I know what you mean. Like, it's it's easy to dislike Leeds. I think every neutral in the fan thinks, oh, Leeds, you know, we all hate Leeds, we all hate Leeds scum and all, all that. It was back in the 70s when uh, when they were such a successful team, but they were dirty, weren't they? Brian Clough hated them and things like that. But, um, if Brian Clough yeah, hates I something, do enjoy watching them. It feels like if Brian Clough hates something, you should hate it. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like if coffee says it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so we'll move on a, a bit from Leeds, but I didn't want to touch on it, but we've got a, a few things to get through. But I, like, I, I, I just, the point I was trying to make is if Leeds play, I'll sit and watch it. I think I've watched nearly all their games this year. If they're on telly, and I'll sit and watch it. They've been worth the Sky Sports fee alone this year. And they've got a very nice set of strips as well. Well done for the, well done to Adidas for actually making a decent strip for once, considering we've had them for the past 10 years and they haven't made a decent one ever. But that's beside, <laughs> that, that's by the by. Um, so, we don't normally come to this early, but we'll go. I'm going to throw this to Scott. What was your uh, who's your hero of the week? Uh, my hero of the week is let me just remind myself. Aye, so um, I had one and then I read this story the other day and I thought this ties into Sunderland, so I'm going to go with this one. Obviously, it's not a bloke that scaled the bridge in a wheelchair, is it? It's not, no. I'm not, I'm not that sentimental, you know, I've not turned into Jack yet, and I'm not going to go for Matt Hancock at any point either, because we know that's, that's, we know that's Jack's bag. Um, but, so obviously, uh, Sunderland signed Ross Stewart today from Ross County. Yeah. So, the, my hero of the week is uh, Ross Stewart's dad, because Ross Stewart... Uh, when obviously when I'd seen you'd signed him and I've seen him playing a few times obviously for county and stuff like that and um, I went to have a wee look at his stats and stuff like that and I, I noticed that when he started his career he played in the, the juniors in Scotland so non-league not even professional leagues and Albion Rovers who would have been League 1 maybe League 2 at the time tried to sign him for the juniors for 1500 quid but Albion Rovers didn't have the money and my other half's uh, Pal is now the East Fife assistant manager, Tony. He was the Albion Rovers uh, assistant manager at this point. And they basically, like, the Albion Rovers fans, which, no disrespect to them, but there's not many of them. They're a very small club with, you know, a small fan base. Uh, they managed to raise about a £1,000, and they still wouldn't sell it. So Ross Stewart's dad stumped up the other 500-odd quid to get his son out of his contract into the professional leagues played for Albion Rovers, and then he's made the step up to, obviously, that's him playing in England now. So, you know, that's that's proper dad support, that, when you're willing to take a bet on your son for that. So he's my hero of the week, because I think that's quite nice, and I hope that Ross Stewart repays him by like, buying him a Corsa or something like that, now that he's made it to the big team. This is going to be lost on a few people, but I found out today he was from Coatbridge, and the way I found out was when he spoke, <laughs> like, not by Googling it, it was like, He's from Coatbridge, and it was like that. It was at that moment I realised I'd been in in Glasgow for like ten years. I was like, "That's Coatbridge, definitely." But he played for he played for Kilwinnan, didn't he? Ah, uh, it was Kilwinnan and Rangers, I think they're called. Ah, uh, something like that. Funny, funny, pl- funny, funny place, Kilwinnan. Kilwinky, right? Yeah. Um, what was your? I go to Ian. Ian, what was your? Uh, what were we on again? Hero of the week. That's Hero it. of the week. Yeah. Oh, this was hard because. Uh, what is? Well, it? Was, yeah. Well, I was thinking of 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 a um, the Sunderland hero, um, and mm-hmm. you know, like I would walk, you know, five five hundred miles there to watch the lads just now. However, I'm going to stay nice and close to home. Um, Jack Hamilton. Uh, who's a young striker with the Livingston signed for Arbroath um, through the week? Did you play for Hearts? Mm. I'm going to say he did. I'm okay, he did. Uh, well, anyway, so he made his uh, the debut at the weekend and scored the winner against Morton, which lifted Arbroath off the bottom of the Scottish Championship. Um, so, yeah, Jack Hamilton, superb. <laughs> he, he did used to play for Hearts. He played 48 games for Hearts. He's been at Four Far, East Fife, Stenhousemuir, Dundee, and now he's landed at wherever he is. No, it's at Four, five, five. Sorry, I had to say it. Someone, <laughs> someone had to do it. I think I've got the wrong Jack Hamilton for what it's worth, so I'm not yeah, going to edit that. I'm sure this is just, yeah, I'm sure I'm, the, the, the Jack... Their Hamilton who scored yesterday. I'm sure he's only 19. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrong. I'm not going to edit that because my research is getting worse by the week. Uh, Connor, what was who's who's your hero of the week? 
My hero of the week is Nuno Espirito Santos. I probably said that wrong. Wolves manager who's just donated 250k of his own money to the Wolves Foundation, who are mm-hmm. running a project called Feed Our Pack, which, what I've read, it aims to put an end to food poverty and ease the pressures of the financial worries of, through the pandemic in the Wolverhampton community. So he's probably going to lose his job soon because he's not doing too well, but I would say that's quite a good good thing of him to do, to recognise that. Yeah. Because he is, he is a foreign manager and he obviously doesn't have that connection to the, the area where he, resi- where he resides. So to do that from his own back pocket, I would say that makes him a hero, to be fair. Aye, that's a good, that's a, I mean, I know footballers and football managers are paid a fair whack, but that's that's a fair whack, that. Just it to is. kind of pull quote, out. Quote. And he doesn't have to, let's be no, honest. Quote have a million quiz, just out yeah. of his back pocket. I wish I could do that. I didn't even know about that. That's, that's fair. I hope Wolves do better now. But I, I feel like, while we're on the subject of Wolves, I feel like the only reason he's doing bad is because Jimenez is injured. Does anyone disagree with that? No, I agree. Big, big part of the way that the players and he, Jimenez in terms of his movement and his focal point for their attack. Jimenez, right? Fractured his skull, obviously. But who was the last Wolves centre forward to fracture his skull before Raul Jimenez? Ooh. Big Bull? No. Close though, same era. Don Goodman? Don Goodman. That's oh, a It's class Don Goodman. I loved him. I loved when he had a fight with Casey Keller. I still hate Casey Keller. I was only about seven. I didn't even understand why I should hate Casey Keller, but I do hate Casey Keller. Um, however, Casey, if you would like to do a podcast, you're more than welcome to come on. I'm struggling for guests. Thank you. Um, I think I've covered everyone, haven't I, for Hero of the Week? I haven't said mine, but I mean, mine's just a non-football one, but I'll still mention it. Um, I've just been looking online today and one of the coronavirus nurses that's just started her job has actually applied to be Miss England. And if she wins Miss England, she will compete in Miss World. And um, I thought that was quite a juxtaposition in terms of hero, in terms of the job that she's doing, that, and that also she's having to kind of balance her career with, you know, a, a modelling or whatever, you know, whatever she does, a beauty pageant and things, and then you know, going and, and doing a, a night shift on, on a COVID ward and, and, and as a nurse. So I thought that was quite heroic, um, if you could call it that. The next pandemic, she'll be going to Dubai because she'll turn into an influencer. <laughs> you can see it coming, can't you? By the way, have you noticed with them? Um pageants and things like that you'll never find anyone that's won mr or mrs universe that's not from earth i think that's a bit biased how do you know you met them all i just so, think it's funny how it's miss england not miss uk that's brexit right there yeah <laughs> so brexit it doesn't even like britain <laughs> i got oh i got my new passport a couple of weeks ago my brexit passport have you it's seen it it's blue, but it's not so much that. It's got like a little hole cut in it through one of the pages. So your photo from a previous from like a previous page shines through in like a hexagon. Um, it's kind of worrying as well because your passport photo is never good. And I've, I've decided when well, my last passport had a big beard on it, uh, this passport I decided to have like a mustache on it. And how uh, to stamp your passport? Uh huh. Do you think when you leave the UK now, when the stamp, it's just a, like a stamp of Farage's face? <laughs> with, with, the, with the lyrics underneath, you all laughed at me. Who's laughing now? The Yorkshire pudding, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a Yorkshire pudding burrito today. Would you, I would, yeah, Ian's face is so in tune <laughs> with the Yorkshire pudding burrito. He's like, whoa. What's the, what's the, before we move on to villain of the week, because we all know it's going to be Matt Hancock, Jack. Um, yeah. You're what, right. You're what, would be, right. what would you like to try in a burrito? What what would be like your thing? No bother, but as long as it's British, then that's, you know, woo like Farage, <laughs> British fish, British chips, good old burrito. You know what I mean, I know the burrito is Mexican in origin, but, you know, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it anyway. Apparently it's American. Apparently, and I found it out when I was, a big fan of Blink-182, and they were big... And I used to watch... We all used to watch the Blink DVDs when we were kids, didn't we? Didn't we? Obviously not. didn't have their DVDs when I was a kid, Graham. No. <laughs> what, what, what were you watching? Was it actually, did they? 
We have to wound them up by hand, that's who. So we'll move on to Villain of the Week. I'll go Jack first, just because, well, it's coming, isn't it? Who's your Villain of the Week, Jack? Well, what... <laughs> it is my hangout again. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to... Basically, we can just... Uh, this is going to just become like a Matt Hancock sequence for me. Every, uh, just going to be something that he has done this week. Um, so, so this week, um, what he said is, he said, once we get the vaccine sorted, we're going to have, and I quote, a, a great British summer. Not a great British summer, like a great... British summer, um, as in like an excellent or um, better than average British summer, which I thought was just ludicrous language to use, you know what I mean? Because firstly, we're not certain that the rollout is going to be done, you know what I mean? How, how quickly are we doing it? You know, we don't know what the situation the situation changing from week to week. And he's come out and said, oh, everything will be all right, everything will be sorted, we're going to have a fantastic British summer. Um, yeah, just another moronic comment from a moronic human being. Connor, who's... I get the feeling that you might lead on from Jack here, Connor, but who's your, who's your villain of the week? I, I usually do, to be fair, because I can't stand a bloke either. But one thing I've noticed this week is, I think a lot of people's probably noticed it, is the amount of racism coming back onto social media, directed at footballers again. Yeah. It's, um, it's wrong. It's, it's just people sitting behind the phones behind a fake name and a photograph on social media and I think it's acceptable to abuse others without any fear of being punished but to abuse someone for the colour of the skin or the sexual orientation or what how they perform on a football pitch it's just disgusting and I just think something needs to change in terms of identification to join social media it's wrong, it's, um, it's so disgusting <laughs> You can totally see where that's going to go, though. If you have to get like identification to get on Twitter, it's going to be like if you don't know how, you've got to like ask a mate or something. If you don't know how to get verified on Twitter, ask ask your ma, ask your ma, ask your dad. They will not be for free, will it? It'll be free, absolutely one hundred percent free. Uh, Two thousand and twenty-nine. Uh, we're still in tier fourteen, fifteen. You've got to have a verification to get on Twitter. Don't know how. Just ask your man. Or just don't go on Twitter. Just don't bother. I've, I totally realised I went through Hero of the Week without saying mine. Um, I've got loads of Heroes of the Week, right? So I really like Panini. And Scott's going to love my Heroes of the Week. Scotland sold out of their Panini sticker collection this week. And it's only been... I was going to say it's only been alive. It, it's not a personified a sticker book. Um, it's... It's only been out for about three days. And I think as a fan of Panini, as a man who collects every European and, and World Cup one that they release and fills it, absolutely, because as an adult, it's my money. I can spend it on whatever I want to spend it on. Um, I think that's really impressive. That And Scott, did you buy 50 packets? Was, am I dreaming that? No, you're, you're not dreaming. I did pay. <laughs> I bought a box off Amazon for 40 quid. And uh, <laughs> I sat last night with <laughs> a couple of drinks and just sat and absolutely rattled through them just for <laughs> whacking them in the book and then I went back and looked at them this morning and I think I'll probably need to hope for some doublers because some of them are like upside down squint <laughs> you bit to the wrong side uh, no I did because I'm thinking to myself right, everybody's laughing at me well they're half laughing at me my mum's laughing at me when I told them this is me being safe we're in the middle of a pandemic I can't go to the supermarket every day Nicola Sturgeon says once a week so technically I'm protecting society by uh, you know, chucking 40 quid down the drain for 50 packets and probably 42 of them will be doublers anyway. So, to be, Can you imagine swapping stickers in a global pandemic? You'd have none of those McDonald's swap shops, would you? That would be a, that would be an absolute death sentence, that. Going to a McDonald's, like, literally everyone would come out of it with COVID. They'd have the stickers that they want. Everyone would have their Ryan Christie's and their Dick Gallagher. Oh, Scott, I, I need to touch on this. You've been fighting... <laughs> I was just about to mention this. You've been fighting with Dick Gallagher online to fill us in. Oh, well, do you want me to, This is my villain of the week point. Do you want me to go for that one now? Or do you want me yeah, to come back to it? No, go for the villain of the week. If it's Dick Gallagher, I don't mind because I'm going to so tag him in it. The villain of the week is no Declan Gallagher or Peter Hartley, right? Because I honestly, I don't mind that, right? Both, I love them both. <laughs> both genuinely cracking guys, right? I love them both and it was good banter. My villain of the week, right? So uh, I don't know, obviously, how many other guys might not have seen it or whatever, but last Wednesday night, Mullerwell's playing Ross oh, County man, man. and um, at half time were. Like we're one nil down, right? And I've taken to Twitter in a pure rage of. By the way, this is a great story, and Ian's just making a sandwich. That's all right. 
<laughs> Never mind. I'll take uh, butter in my sandwiches, Ian, if you're, if you're making. Um, uh, so, I, so I was on Twitter at half time, right? And I said something along the lines. And you know, see, I'm very much like, uh, like what Connor had said, you know, I don't like it when people like directly tweet players and stuff like that and give them abuse. But, you know, so I went on and said uh, at half time that basically we were shite, essentially. And bearing in mind at this point, the full 2020, we had won like five games in the calendar year. Right? We're, we're, we've been rotten. Okay, we've picked up a wee bit. You know what it's like? Emotions take over. You're playing the team who are one point above you and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's a massive game. We're getting beat. Hadn't really played that well. And if you listen to the manager's interview, he says the same. So I've said something like, we're showing no desire, no heart. We've not got a clue. We're going down and we're going to end up in League Two because if we go down, we'll just keep going down. Fair enough. Loads of people liking it, retweeting it, stuff like that. Next morning, Peter Hartley, legend, tweets me. And he's like, ah, never tweet until you get to the end of the game. Wink, wink, wink. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not how football works. You know, you leave it there. If you've made an arse of it, you leave it there for everybody to see. So then the next thing, Declan Gallagher appears with like the clapping hands to Peter. <laughs> so I'm like that to him, no, you sling it. Um, because every week I always bet Declan Gallagher, first scorer, Mullowty win 2-1. Right? And he comes back and says to me, just you stick to supporting the team. Don't talk about football, it doesn't suit you. Right? And I'm like, how dare you? Anyway, that's not my villain, right? I, I don't mind that, actually. I quite like it. See the fact that they're interacting with us and stuff like that. They've, they've absolutely done me a kipper. They've took the absolute piss at me. And they're both sound. They're both right? such sound I lads as well. Listen, you know, and I think, to be fair, I'm not wanting to sort of, like, bum myself up here, but I think they've done that because they know I'm going to take it that way. Yeah. I mean, they've seen me on Twitter. They know I'm not going to go and phone up Mullerwell and be like, uh, and this is what he said about me. I, I genuinely <laughs> don't care. But like, so my villain of the week then is <clears throat> when I went through it. So I was working that day, and my phone's going mental at all these wee people. And I think the exact word I used to describe them was virgins who were liking this status, right? But see, when I looked through it, it was all people who had said worse than I said, and then deleted it. So um, so like they've said it. They've deleted it, and now they're liking the fact that I'm getting dug up for having the balls that I was born with to leave it where it was, and it's still there. You can go and take a look at it now. There's folk saying, like, folk tweeting Declan at half time, like, you're not captain material. Why don't you go to Celtic? And then at the end, like, oh, well done, mate. That was smashing. You've done really well there. And I'm getting pelters for it. So uh, the villain of the week is not just Motherwell fans, but any football fans who tweet something, which is wild, which is what I've done, because let's be honest, we won the game, we're now 10th, things look a lot brighter. It was wild. Passion takes over, that's what football fans are about. But then, for these wee guys to be liking me getting dug up when they've not got the balls to leave it there, not having that. On the subject of Motherwell centre-halves and Motherwell fans, did you notice Rachel's tweet yesterday, Scott? I did. So if anyone's listening to this previous podcast, um, I can't remember if we classed Rachel as a key of the week or something like that, but she, she basically gets mad with it. And tweets Beavis Mugabe for what the best part of two years or something, trying to get him to come for a pint. He resp- he's responded. We mentioned it on on Twitter last week and on the pod last week. Um, she obviously picked up on it. Obviously got mad with it again when he scored the winner. Tweeted at him. He's obviously been on Instagram. A glorious moment at the same time she sent it, and he's replied. So Beavis is. Um, he's responded. The thing is, this time she said that she's been off the booze since. Uh, Christmas, so this time she messaged him sober, and he replied. Oops. I reckon there's a there's, there's got to be a good ending to that. Oh, I'm just looking on Twitter there. Some uh, Egyptian sports journalist has just tweeted that the the leap. So it all came from I don't know if, if you guys have seen the the goal. Um, it was a towering header that he scored. Brilliant finish, brilliant leap, and uh, it's now. Went down the hole. He jumped higher than Ronaldo when Ronaldo scored that header. Was it two seasons ago? Something like that. You you'll know the one if you Google yeah. it. You'll see the picture, and everybody was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God, Ronaldo's a machine! Look how high he can jump." Well, it turns out that Beavis jumped higher than Ronaldo and higher than the world champion high jumper from barefoot. So Beavis is technically the world champion high jumper. So do you know I mean? There you go. And do you know what's happened? That since I slaughtered him in the podcast, not last week, the week before, said he was rotten. Man of the match against Rangers, scored a goal and became a world champion. So, 
again, there's another wild take, so I'll take the abuse for that one as well if Beavis wants to have a go at me. And eventually responded to Rachel in the ongoing... I hope this saga never ends, though, because I hope, like... <laughs> I hope... Well, I was going to say I hope they go for a pint next year, but that's not going to happen, is it? Um, I hope that when they can go for a pint, they go for a pint, and then we'll come back to this podcast in episode 500 if people still want to listen, and they get married or something. <laughs> that would be... That's how this should end. Um, how, we've gone Jack's villain of the week. We've gone Scott's villain of the week. Connor, what's your villain of the week? I've already said I'm not. No. Have you? Oh, you have did, I? I? Yeah. I, it's you. You haven't given us your villain of the week yet. It's no, me. I it's me yes, and I Ian. Have. It's me and Ian. You're right. My villain of the week's a bit of an odd one. Um, so, sitting watching the Brighton Spurs game tonight, and I'm saying to our lass, why is that McAllister's name like so far apart? Like, just McAllister, like, why, why has he got a good gap on the back of his shirt? Which kit man's done that, idiot. So I saw, like, watching the game, oh, he's all right, him actually. He looks like he's from like Adrian or something. Like, he's got that kind of like blonde hair. Like, I wonder, he looks, I'm sure he's called Kevin McAllister. I'll have a look. So I Googled it and he's Argentinian. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he and he's, yeah. and he's, and he's Matt Allister. Like, no. Like you cannot, you can't, you just cannot. Like you cannot be called Mac Allister. You're McAllister, and you're from Scotland. What like, made me laugh was isn't Kevin McAllister the same name of uh, Macaulay Culkin's character in Home Alone? Whenever I think of Home Alone, I just think, oh god, Trump's in it. Aye. So weird. Tell you where he's not though. The White House. Way. Oh, uh, whoa. Um, what what is McAllister's name? Because I was just shocked for ages. Alexis McAllister, there we go. He, he looks Scottish. He's got, he's got, he's got a ginger beard. Like <laughs> he's, he's so Scottish. Like there's a photo of him when he signed for Brighton, and he's wearing like the kind of thing. He looks like Cy Ferry in the photo. <laughs> That's legitimately what he looks like. I'm not having it. Like, but the, the weirdest thing was he played for the signing from Argentina. Argentinas Juniors, which is where Julio Arca came from. Um, he's from Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa in Argentina. Um, I wish he was Macedonian because that would totally tie in. But um, I, he's my villain of the week because for weeks I've watched him and I've gone like, why do they keep going Mac Allister? Like, what are you pronouncing like that for, idiots? Then I seen his shirt and was like, what, eh? And then I googled it to see if he was from like Cope Bridge or something or like Airdrie, and he's not. He's from Argentina. Uh, so yeah, villain of the week for making me look like an absolute idiot. Ian, what's your uh, villain of the week? Um, mm, I don't really know if I want to pick him now, but um, there, there's a, <laughs> um, there, there's a certain COVID denying their fantasist who is still lingering around their oh. Sunderland's their fan, oh, uh, their base, and I just, Billy you Bees. know what, you know, let's just get you know, shot of this guy. So, the Billy Gyro... What, what, what are you advocating just whilst I've got this on record when you said get shot of him? What are you asking? <laughs> well, we looked him up the day. You know, someone had liked something, you know, he'd... I've blocked. And I was just... So, I did have a look. And he's still followed by loads of... There are loads of people who follow me and I follow them. And... You know, this guy's just, he's a complete plank. Um, <laughs> and we, come on, you know, uh, you know, let's actually shut him up. And he keeps talking about us as well. And it's just like, you are irrelevant and you're a fantasist. And, and actually, you're quite a dangerous, you know, yeah. scary man with some of the crap that you spout. So, you know, you know, let's just, you know, silence this guy. Just stick him in the bin. Yeah, that's, plus, that's that's what you meant. Plus, his jacket's shite. Every time I see a photo of him wearing that jacket, I can't stand it. And his shoes <laughs> is it the one that's like golden, like based on rich the rich energy design? Yes, it's just horrific. And well, we could always meet them though and get a nice signed kind of rich energy drink. <laughs> it just reminds me of the druid from Lord of the Rings every time I see him, they like. He does, honestly. I mean, don't get obviously. I know uh, a few people from another podcast went to meet him and stuff like that. And obviously, everyone has their own opinion. It makes the world go around. But I just kind of, um, I kind of get on board with anything he does. Like, oh. 
anything. It was a publicity stunt, wasn't it? Just one big publicity stunt. Yeah, and I, I feel like he's kept it going because he's had some kind of like success from it, and it's it, it's it's really annoying. I remember when he first started talking rubbish, I was like, oh, this guy's a total idiot. And I kind of was half wanting him to come on here so I could just laugh at him, like just for like an hour and just have a good laugh. And then I realized, like Ian said, he's actually quite dangerous with the stuff he says. Like, He's very dangerous. That That's yeah. the issue. And people believe him. But what is he gaining from this? Because he doesn't sell his energy drink off the shelves. Apparently, you have to order it on his website. He managed to force himself into Formula One before the Sunderland stuff came to fruition, and that went downhill rapidly because got found out that he had no money. And then he started... Now the Sunderland situation's died down. He's trying to say that he's going back into F1. And obviously, I follow a lot of F1-based stuff on social media. It's all them are saying. He's just lying again. So if he's not selling the product... He doesn't technically own a business because apparently he's only the founder of Rich Energy now. So what is he gaining apart from an overgrown ego and a horrendous beard? He's got, he's got a bit of a... Yeah, he, no, looks, he looks like a villain at the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you can just see the white Power Ranger coming in with his sword and being like, oh, whoosh, slash, I'm sure you've had it. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, what? I don't well, even... Yeah, I think he will. I think he, he's that kind of man. And, ah, you know what? I've never met him, so I shouldn't I shouldn't judge him. That's kind of one of my rules. But it's it's really hard to to not. It's really hard to not. And I kind of get over how skinny his legs are. He's just got <laughs> really, really skinny legs, and it just doesn't fit with the rest of him. Um anyway, Bill. Um before I leave, my villain of the week also is, I said it's Mac Allister, uh, the Argentinian Mac Allister. But it's also Twitter for not helping out that poor Celtic fan. Um, <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen it, there's a, a Celtic fan that's like tweeting at, he's tweeting at um, Twitter saying, how do you change like your name on Twitter? Because, you know, like it's, it's it's not the easiest thing on the planet to change your name unless you're like relatively savvy. Um, and he, it, it seems like an innocent conversation. He's like, how do I, how do I change it? Because like, if I can't change it, you keep not responding to us and I'm just going to leave Twitter. And it's actually not that funny until you realize the end of his name is like 10 in a row, which is, <laughs> it's just actually, actually quite funny. And, and whilst I'm on the subject of it, Whilst we're here, look, I, f- I feel bad. I feel bad because obviously Jack's a, is fond of Celtic. But let's let's just get on with Shane Duffy. What is Shane Duffy doing? Um, has anyone seen his, his Twitter? No, well, not his Twitter. Sorry, it's Facebook. Sorry, I tell a lie. So, <sighs> hey, honest to God, like it's all gone a little bit. Um, Jeremy Kyle, for want of a better word, because, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I'm guessing it is. But on on Twitter tonight, someone's posted screenshots of his, like, personal Facebook, having, like, an argument with someone. There's, like, one of his mates has, like, called out how bad he is as a player and being like, you've ruined 10 in a row, like, you've... You've messed it up. You're crap. You don't even care. You you went to Dubai. You were drinking before the cup final. And Shane Duffy's gone on like, oh, you kissed my ass a few weeks ago. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's real, but apparently it is. And I hope it is. But um, I seen the goal on a Saturday. Obviously, Celtic losing to St. Mirren at home, which is if the title 10 in a row wasn't already dead, I think it pretty much is. Um, but like more catastrophic defending from Shane Duffy. Shane Duffy is my hero and also my villain of the week because no one should defend like that. But since I'm of Rangers persuasion, then obviously he's my hero of the week as well. But have have you ever seen, and I know this is a big statement because I know there's a lot and I know it could be an over-exaggeration, but I'll come to you first, Scott. Have you ever seen a defender have such a catastrophically bad Scottish Premiership career? No. No, I mean, probably, if I, if I was to think about it, I probably have, but 
I seen something earlier on in Twitter and it was like all the kind of pundits and a few like managers and things like that. And uh, when he came up saying he's going to absolutely smash the league and he's going to stroll it and no teams are going to put a boot in Celtic or not get near them. This is what will turn it round. And every week it's just error after error. And I'm actually a bit worried about it because obviously the, the transfer window shuts tomorrow. I think, I don't know, it's at 5 o'clock or 11 o'clock up here, I'm not sure. But I'm a wee bit concerned because Celtic have lost again. He's made another error and I have a dreadful feeling that they're going to come in for uh, Declan Gallagher tomorrow. And I, that would definitely break my heart if that happened. I mean, fair play if it does. You know, Declan's been brilliant for us for the last year and a half and done really well at Scotland and he deserves a bigger move than, than where he is the now for, for what he's been doing. But um, to lose him just now, because Shane Duffy's been so bad, would be a, a bit of a stone, basically. <laughs> we, lose our, we lose our best defender because Shane Duffy is so bad. That, that kind, of, kind of sums up, it sums it up, really. Jack, what, what do you think of a... Well, that's a stupid question. What do you think of Shane Duffy? Obviously, you're not a fan, but how, how bad has he been? The annoying thing is, though, Graham, before before Celtic made the signing, I thought it was actually quite a decent deal. I thought, yeah. like everybody did, Shane Duffy's done all right for Brighton. And, you know, obviously the, the English Premier League's far higher standard than the Scottish Premier League. And I just thought it makes sense. I thought he'd be controlled at the back. But I don't know if it's just a lack of games or whether or not he's maybe not quite as good as I expected. But in terms of, he, he seems to play not even like, Eight, seven, six, six or seven out of ten, like a four out of ten every week. Every week I watch him. He costs a goal or he misplaces a pass that leads to a goal or something. And I, I don't know. I, I can't think of a signing that's been as bad. I mean, from high expectations, coming in like a Rolls Royce of a centre half, like a Van Dyke type figure that he was mooted, and I thought himself would be a good player. Been probably the most disappointing sign, signing I've seen, certainly for Celtic ever. It was. It was the fact that the goal yesterday, like he ran away from the guy. So I think, well, like, see you, like, what Jack's saying there, and I'm probably going to absolutely slaughter everybody who's ever played or will play in Scotland. But I do think sometimes the difference is that, the, how can I say this without being offensive? The difference in skill level between the Scottish Premier League and the English. Uh, Premier League is is quite varied. Let's put it that way. So, see if you're like a defender in the English Premier League and you're playing against Aguero or Rashford or whoever, and you can watch them and you can see their movement and things like that. See if you're playing against some of the players that play in Scotland who they don't know what they're going to do when the ball comes towards them. So, if the striker doesn't know, how can the defender try and like work that out and make a tackle? And uh, that's kind of if you see yesterday's goal. I mean, it looks like it's going one way and then it goes the other. And as I say, that, that'll be me. I'm going to make my Twitter private after saying that. But, uh, you know, that's there is that aspect to it. I think that sometimes you don't expect, you don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming half the time. I've been watching. It's not, just, it's not just that as well, though. It's like the, the fact he's had a couple of nibbles at the Celtic supporters on social media, hasn't he? Like the middle finger thing and that. And then what Graham mentioned about the Facebook thing, arguing with me and just... It's just been an absolutely car, absolute car crash of a move. From a from a perspective of um, <clears throat> Scottish football, Shane Duffy has made the exact kind of impact I wanted him to make in Scottish football. He's made it even funnier, like when he wasn't meant to at all, which makes it hilarious. Um, before we completely leave uh, Scottish football, yeah. oh yes, go ahead, yes. No, no, no two points, right. Scott's just said about Scottish their strikers. We've just signed one of them, so let's go. He's dedicated because his dad paid that money to get him there. So you know that his dad must have seen potential. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he's good. You know what? Like I obviously did that pod that I released the other day with a, the lad from um, Ian from the the Highlands, and he he spoke well of him, and he, he made a, the valid point about. Uh, how if he signed this bit of Shankland, you'd be like, whoa. And he scored as many goals, if not slightly more, I think. But before yeah. we before Tell we leave Scottish football and come back, go go on. About Shane, Shane Ned Duffy. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. If there's anything on Shane Duffy, just just interrupt me, mate. No but, problems at all. But we're talking about, so so we're talking about failed signings, you know. And Shane that Duffy actually looks like a good signing, like everyone said. You know, prior to that, oh yeah, big, 
big physical centre half, blah blah blah. He, but it's worked out like he's actually signed, signed for us. You know, he signed for Sunderland. Yeah. He just seems like a Sunderland signing. Someone who's been really good. Uh, we were linked to him. We were linked to him when David Moyes was the manager, and everyone went, oh, I wonder what he's like when he was at Wigan. And the week we were linked to him, he scored two one goals and got sent off. <laughs> I think he was, was it Wigan? Was it Wigan that signed him from? Brighton, I think. I think Brighton got him from somewhere, like Wigan or something like that. And whoever he was at before he went to Brighton, we were linked to him. And and well, he did a what he's, he did a shamed off. If you go on about him being Black on social burn. media as well, because when remember when we signed Julian Lescott and we just got relegated, then he accidentally tweeted a photo of an Aston Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Gray style. There's something about defender, tragic defender do tragic things on social media. <laughs> oh, what a poor guy. I feel, Shane, I hope you, on a serious note, like, obviously I hope you don't recover at Celtic because that would be bad for me, but I hope that I hope he's all right because God, it must it must pain him, man. God, it must be awful. Like, because obviously it's his bullied club and he's obviously been horrific and that sometimes does happen. But God, that's such a shame. Kinda. Um, before we leave Scottish football entirely and then come back to it uh, with Scott's Scottish football moment of the week, because I realised that there's only ever one Scottish football moment of the week, and Scott watches it more than most of us. Sometimes you'll get five or six, and when that happens, we will branch it out um, but uh, <laughs> I've got to word this correctly without sounding like a bad person um, Alfredo Morelos this week was at his headline grabbing worthy best and I think Alfredo Morelos for every single reason on the planet the bad and the good is class I absolutely love him um, but he, he stood all over Ryan Porteous this week. Um, Connor, did you see that? I did see the end. It was pretty naughty. Like, and I think he's a bit like Chris Maguire for us, where you would love you love to have him, but if he was playing against you, you would hate them. Like, I'm not a Celtic or Rangers fan, and I can see similarities with him and Scott Brown because you can just see that you hate them both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I to- totally get it. I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, obviously you have had Ian Crocker as a guest on on the podcast and I really like Ian. He was, he was very nice with me, but I couldn't believe how much the commentators were going on about it. Like, it was bad. Look, I'm going to be honest, that was a definite stamp and he definitely deserves the, the suspension. I'm not going to deny that because he proper, like, it was a proper stamp. It was bad. It was, it was naughty. But like, the rest of the game was just like, well, Alfred and Morelos, who should have been red carded. And I was a bit like, lads, give it up. Like, was it, who was the, Scott, who was the commentator again? It was the, the name's gone out of my head. Um, the Andy Walker. Andy Walker, of course it was. Like, even when the score, they were like, Alfred and Morelos, who should have been red carded? And it was just like, stop it. Like, do you think, do you think, I've thrown this one to Jack, right? Because this is going to have a slight biasness in it, but it might be the opposite of my opinion and the question I'm going to ask. Do you think that sometimes Morelos, because he is a bit naughty, he does do certain things, do you think he's, everyone's just so fixated on that situation and sometimes people just need to get on with it? He didn't get sent off and it just is what it was. I know what you're saying, Graham, and I, I do take on board what you're saying, but I think sometimes it's hard to have sympathy for those type of players. And I'm not just saying it because he's a Rangers player. Obviously, he's done well and scored lots of goals, and you know, not doubting that. But when players do things like that, Joey Barton and you know that type of character, when when mm. people do criticise him, I find it quite hard to have sympathy for them because you know what I mean. It's the case of you, you make a rod for your own back. Sometimes you do things like that. Yeah, you might get away with it, but I don't think you can have too many complaints when people bring it up, and even if they do slightly over-egg the amount of what they're saying, how often they're saying it, at the end of the day, you know, it's part of your behaviour, and he's not going to change, he's been at that for a few years now at Rangers, I don't think the Rangers fans would want him to change, you know, um, but I think, you know, you have to take it as, as you know, as it comes to you, you know what I mean, you're going to do things like that, you are going to get a little bit of criticism, so I don't have, I find it difficult to have sympathy for players like that, and equally like Connor says with Scott Brown, I, I quite like Scott Brown, but I can see why I didn't mind Neil Lennon until he started getting terrible results as a Celtic manager. Them type of characters, I can totally see why opposition 
fans and, and pundits and whatever that wouldn't like it because they do rub people up the wrong way. And I, I do get that when the boot's on the other foot, it is frustrating. But yeah, I, have, I find it difficult to have sympathy for Morelos. I'm not one of his biggest fans, shall we say. I see I'm the opposite. So that's why I thought it was quite an interesting conversation to have because it's probably polar opposites. Should have probably asked someone in the middle like Scott, shouldn't I? But uh-huh. um, what did anyone, did everyone see Neil Lennon's interview where he did that weird face? What what did you see it, Ian? Um, no, no, I don't think I did. It was really odd. Um, Scott, you must have seen it after the Levy game. I, I'll uh, I'll fire it in the group chat so you can see it. How would you describe it to the people uh, who haven't seen it? Oh, someone um, said actually, and Ashley showed me it, and it was really good. It was it. It's the face that your dog makes when you've got its toy. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's the only one that really understands what we're saying here. Connor, did you see the face? I haven't, but I just want to mention about Neil Lennon. I just think he's lost it now. He's lost his head. Oh, it's gone, he's, um, I've seen a couple of interviews Situation. with him, and he just, he's just looking through like the interviewers like he's about to stab them. <laughs> just, but there's just everything, the whole handling of the Dubai saga... Still trying to justify it when he came back. He's just, it's been an absolute nightmare for him. And I don't know how he's still in the job. Whether I believe he's outlasted out the... Lowell. He's outlasted Lowell. Exactly. So whether he's holding out till the summer and the new chief executive, because Lowell's the chief, chief executive, isn't, isn't he? Yeah. Right in that? yeah. Whether, whether they're waiting to make a big change in the summer and a different direction to take them in, they have to, I think. Does need it, definitely needs it. It's like it needs top to bottom, just strip it, strip it back, you know, and, and start again. Um, that's what it needs. I think it's just keep him and Shane Duffy. I think just keep him and Shane Duffy. I'd be quite happy with that. Um, so before we go into a long running discussion about the history of Celtic, which would not be um, the advertisement for my podcast, thank you very much. Um, moment of the week. Um, I've got two, I've got two moments of the week. And I don't know if anyone's seen it. I think it was today, but the goalkeeper, Adrian Lease, I think he's pronounced, who plays for Water Poznan, he's walking off at half time and he's absolutely raging at his defenders about something. Like he's really not happy about it. And he stuts the ball down like full pelt. And obviously it bounces and it comes back and hits him on the head. And it's, it's really, really, really funny. <laughs> You've got, you have to be there, I guess. Um, but it's quite funny. He just stuffs the ball really, really hard, comes back up and just like poetically bounces off his head. And my other moment is Craig Gordon's save for Hearts. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but it's outstanding. Like, do you know how Craig Gordon occasionally just put, I mean, of Sunderland fans, we know this, will just pull out mental saves sometimes. It's one of his yeah. better ones. Not quite as good as Bolton, but it's mad, like at the age of like, 94, whatever he is these days. Um, it's ridiculous, and he's probably still one of the best goalkeepers in, in the Scottish League. Um, Connor, what was your moment of the week? My moment of the week was... Um, I'm, I'm lost. Oh, my, my moment of the week is the fact that Simon Grayson's dragging his flipboard to Fleetwood. <laughs> I've seen that. Back. He's back. <laughs> Brand new training grounds, probably got all the modern media cons, and you'll still have his flipboard with his marker. You know, Fantastic. Simon Grayson, so I'm, I'm going to call him out here. I got his number and I texted him asking if he'd do an interview because I thought, you know, fair, fair to give him his side. And he blanked us, completely blanked us. Oh. Twice. I've been oh, blanked by blank, Simon Grayson twice. Blanked by Larry. <laughs> it's horrendous, isn't it? It's like the worst. It nullifies any decent interview I've ever had by the fact of being blanked by Simon Grayson and his flipboard. Um, Jack, what was your moment of the week? I've got two. So, being a little bit greedy, but <clears> yeah, I've got two. So, football moment of the week was did anyone see that um, apparently Lionel Messi's contract was leaked <laughs> to, yeah. the, um, to, the, to the Spanish media by um, El Mundo? Um, I just thought that was mad, and some of the stipulations of his contract, like how much he gets for a signing on fee, and you know image rights and things like that. I think in total, it's it's something ridiculous, like four hundred ninety-two million pounds, con- in terms of contract. Which I appreciate yeah. he's the best footballer in the world, but I just thought it was ridiculous. And I thought someone as important as Messi in such a, a, a detailed contract, you know, can be leaked. You know, it can be handled so carelessly that it ends up in the hands of. Spanish newspaper, which 
I thought was just crazy. If you have a, if you have a look, if you get a chance, have a look at the contract. It's ridiculous. Some of the figures that are allegedly quoted in it are um, unbelievable. Um, do you have uh, is he? Did it say how much he was like on a week? I've got I've got the article open here because the rumours are that Barcelona has leaked it. Really? Can dig out how much he's actually earning? Apparently, it's two hundred thirty-four pound a minute, Graham. What? Two hundred thirty-four pound a minute. Um, <laughs> which which works out fourteen grand an hour. <laughs> and uh, three hundred thirty-five thousand a day. It's a little which... bit like when you're like in your pit all day, isn't it? And then you go on Instagram and you see a dog with two million followers who's bringing in more to their family than you are. Yeah, it's a bit grim, isn't it? It's a bit it's, grim, um, that. It's ridiculous. But the uh, the non football non football moment of the week was um, I don't know if you saw it um, online or on Twitter or social media. There was a um, there was a bin man in Hertfordshire, I think it was, a Herefordshire. And basically what had happened was he'd lost his job. And the reason he'd lost his job was because when the snow was um, was here in, in the middle of the week, a little kid had made a snowman. And it just run and just kung fu kicked it, like Eric Cantona style on the, on the snowman. But someone had got it on like a camera for uh, the house, you know, people have like cameras, like CCTV, and one at the house. <laughs> and he got the sack. Believe it or not, he's been sacked but for kicking the head off a snowman, which I thought was just like the most ludicrous reason. Imagine writing that on your job form. Next time he goes to put in the job, what on his CV, why did you lose your job at your last place? Well, what happened was... <laughs> have a look online, it's just bad. Like, I've, 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 see, I've seen it. It's you've seen it. Uh, it's just wrong, really. How could you lose your job with a kick off a I just thought, like, it's the most ludicrous reason for losing a job in history. Why, why did you lose your job? I, I kicked the head off a child's snowman. <laughs> so yeah, that's my turn. Oh god, yeah, I don't know how you're gonna, uh, I don't know how you're gonna match this one, like, like, but we'll try. Um, <laughs> have you been attacking any snowmen recently? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I like how you said it seriously. Let's yeah, uh, think about that. <laughs> well, uh, believe it or not, even though um, I live in the Scotland uh, where I am, we never actually get any snow these days. So, um, no snowman <laughs> action for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> sounds like you're going to have sex with it. <laughs> Snowballs. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, as a moment, I hope I'm not actually going to stomp on on their Scots their toes because uh, seems like he's got a really good one. But um, I just want to say well done to um, the 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 SPL or the SFA for um, for letting the David Martindale pass pass the fit and proper persons test because. Uh... <laughs> did you see his Did you see his interview afterwards? And they were yeah. like. Uh... He was like, oh, my, I told the lads to go out and get a point, for, to go out and get the win for us or get a point for us because it's my first, my first match as a fit and proper person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's obviously dead embarrassed by the fact that he's done something bad like 15 years ago. But God, how are you, man? Give, give the guy a second chance yeah. in, in that instance, I think. Um, but we'll come to the finale. No pressure at all, Scott. Um, but what is your Scottish football moment of the week? You're going to have to beat the snowman like you. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go, I've already touched on it, so I'm going to go with something different. I was going to say about Beavis McGabby's world record-breaking leap. It's uh, a pretty good one. It was, it was good, but I, I'm going to go with this one, which was also a cracker. This, it wasn't just yesterday, it was like last weekend, um, <clears throat> getting my getting my shopping delivered. So I'm just about to go out the house, and the, the delivery driver comes in the, comes in the drive and uh, comes to the door and he chaps the door. And this guy's been like a couple of times now, been chatting away to him and stuff like that. And I had like a, a Motherwell tracksuit top on. Right? So he rings the doorbell and I open the door and he puts the bags down like he does with the shopping. And he says to me, eh, do you play for Motherwell, mate? I think I recognise you. <laughs> right? So I'm like that, who, who do you think I am? And he's like that, eh, that guy that plays for Motherwell. But that's not the funny part. The missus is up the stairs and all I hear is her absolutely pissing herself laughing at the fact that this guy's thought that I'm a Motherwell player. So I've said to him, no, I don't play for Motherwell, mate. Have you seen the size of my belly? And he turns around and he says to me, aye, have you seen the size of some of the players you've got playing for you then? And I was like, aye, right, no bother. 
But then, so she goes on Twitter and tells everybody how it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. About two hours later, some random guy tweets back like, yeah, I think I work in the same depot as this guy. Uh, he's been getting the absolute piss rip out of everybody in the depot for thinking a fat, baldy guy is actually a professional football player. <laughs> <laughs> we ordered the shot again. The van pulls in. And a different guy jumps out. He didn't even come back. So I don't know if he's like, no, I'm not delivering to Alan Campbell. It's not happening. Or whoever he seemed to think I might have been. Only in Scotland. Uh, again, that was another reason why I got the absolute <clears throat> piss ripped at me for uh, a good week. So, come theme here. Lads, thank you very much for joining us. I think it's, uh, even if no one listens to this, it's a good laugh for me. It's a good laugh for everyone else. Um, but if you have enjoyed it, which I hope you do, please uh, subscribe. I keep forgetting to do this, right? I keep forgetting to tell people to subscribe because I don't care enough. Uh, but I've started pretending that I now do care. Uh, night, everyone. <laughs>